0: Dear sisters, Chantelle and Annette, we're just two sisters wanting to brighten lives and share hope. As you listen to this podcast, we invite you to ponder on how God is making a difference in your life. We hope to share hope. We seek to help you seek, and we laugh to help you laugh. Let's find the light and let's share it. Our greatest desire is that as we share our light, you can see Jesus Christ, the light. Of
1: Hello and welcome back to our podcast. Have you ever felt overwhelmed or discouraged or inadequate in any way about life or your dreams or just the load of things that you're in charge of right now or things you want to do, how you want to help, or maybe just the condition of the world? During COVID or something crazy like that. Maybe it's motherhood and you feel like you're in charge of teaching all of your children school and life success and all the things while also keeping your baby or whoever it is alive who's young at home at the same time. Maybe you're in a hundred thousand classes at once while wearing a mask and trying to balance work and all the things. <laughs> Whatever it is, this podcast is for you to tap in and inspire you above those challenges. We're going to be teaching you how to direct your desires choose your thoughts and manage your emotions to get through the hard times, but also create stepping stones above the challenges that you're facing. So to kind of give a brief background, um, there's a model from cognitive behavioral therapy where you change your thoughts and it changes how you feel. It's just a common thing that's been used in the last decades and years of research. But uh, a newer approach I would like to take is based off of Brooke Castillo's model for life coaching called the CTFAR model. And I would like to um, change it a bit with the study of positive psychology and just some quotes and research on motivation and desire to a another model of psychological thought based on desire. So today we're going to be talking a lot about desires and how they influence your expectations, which then lead to your thoughts, feelings, and actions, and ultimately create the reality that you're experiencing. So in uh, research done by Harvard, they showed that 50% of your happiness is just due to your circumstances, like your genetics, what you've received from your parents, your circumstances, maybe it's your environment. But the other 50%, which is split into different categories, and we won't go over all of those today, but the other 50% is things we can control. And it's largely based on how we think about our reality and, and especially our desires that are creating what we expect and what we think and then how we feel and anyway, how everything ends up turning out. So we're going to talk about how to break this down into applicable things and make it real for you. Annette, did you have anything you wanted to share? Um, no, I don't think so.
0: Awesome. <laughs> that I definitely agree that... Um, The steps are true, (laughs) that your desire is what starts this chain reaction that creates a wonderful life. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Thanks so much. And I just wanted to kind of nail down also that your future is based on what your desires are right now. Largely, I mean, obviously there's things outside of your control around the world, in your globe, in your family. You cannot control other people's actions and the results that come from that. But you can control your desires and what is influencing them. So your current situation right now is, you could say, over 50% based on what you have desired and what you've wanted in the past. And if you want to, then... Change your future and change your life forever. Just take a moment and think about what you're wanting right now and why you're wanting it. So let's kind of delve into that. We're going to talk about desires and how to direct your desires, how to kind of get ahead of just them automatically happening and being like, I want this. But now knowing why you want what you want and what's creating that for you. So to start about like this discussion, we wanted to share a story from Hubie Brown about a current bush. Okay, so Hubie Brown told a story about when he was um, a gardener at his house, just working outside, and he cut down a current bush, and it seemed to have a little drop of water at the top of it. It looked like a tear, and it seemed to be saying, why, Mr. Gardener, Why are you cutting me down? And the gardener, he thought in his own mind back to the current bush. I'm cutting you down to, what was it? To build you up. And I'm the gardener here. He knew the gardener, Hubie Brown at that time, knew what he wanted the current bush to be with fruits and how beautiful he would end up. the, The current bush would end up later on in life, um, QB Brown had an experience where he wanted to be a general, and when he was in line to be the general, he got denied this next step in the military and was super disappointed and went back to the barracks just distraught about this. And praying about it, the words that he had spoken to his own little current bush came back to mind, and he thought of being broken down to be built up. And also he, he realized like the Lord was the gardener in control. And Hubie Brown went on to be an apostle testifying of Jesus Christ and had an amazing and successful life. But had he been the general, had he not been cut down, in the little current bush, he wouldn't have had that same experience. So we wanted to talk about um, what are some of our desires and why do we want what we want? And some of them, how, how are we headed in the direction of achieving them? And maybe how have we seen ourselves maybe being cut from some of the desires that we wanted and why are those things happening? So what are your, some of your thoughts on it? Um,
0: so basically it just reminds me of what happened to me that like this last week. So I'm going to first share something that my nephew shared with us in Sunday school that like really impacted me and then talk about what happened to me this last week. Um, so my nephew, Ty, he said something and it, I don't know exactly what he said, but it was like on the lines of, um, we were talking about why we experience adversity or experience hard things. And one of the things he said was, um, to be, um, to be rebuilt or to be built up and I was like, huh, <laughs> how am I being rebuilt right now? Like all of the craziness that's happening in my life, the person I'm becoming, I thought that I was not, I thought I was a pretty good person. <laughs> like, and so it was hard for me to be like, I'm trying to be like, Heavenly Father, all the things that he's trying to do for me is to build me and not to break me down. Um, sometimes that he might have to chisel away some of the things out of our lives, but he's just trying to build the best thing that he can and that is the best your best self um so this last week I was getting discouraged because I'm taking a lot of courses and I was like do I really want to do this should I should I do a whole like take a whole nother semester to finish my classes and I was like getting kind of like stressed out and I was feeling really discouraged about where I was headed in my life because I really didn't know because I have all these wonderful desires Um, and so with all these wonderful desires I was becoming, Thank I you guess, for concerned because I, the didn't know. The
1: we hope you have I didn't know where I was headed.
0: I really like, I really didn't know where I was headed because there was all these things pulling me in different Christ directions and I had all these wonderful things back. I wanted to do. If you loved this and so I was walking past where my state is actually one of my teachers at the institute that i And so his door was open and so I was like, I talk So I walk in and we start talking about the desires I have. We love to hear
1: from our viewers. And I was explaining all the things I
0: wanted to do, and and he was like, is that it? <laughs> I was like, I think so, uh, and then we started talking about if I should serve a mission or not, and long story short, the reason why I f- didn't feel like I wanted to serve a mission was because of this innate desire in me that I've had since I was tiny, like tiny, tiny, um, that I I find so, I find so important to me that when people ask, what do you want to be when you grow up? I don't mention it because it's something that I just, it's just that I, that is, that has always been the goal, and it was to be a mom. (laughs) Um, Thanks. Um, I wanted to be a mom so bad, and I didn't want to miss out on an opportunity to be a mom, and, like, we talked about, like, where in my life, why, like, the, the desires that I have, and how that can be the focus, and we talked about how You should have something far out that you're working for because the desires that you have now will help pull you to where you want to be. And so I decided that I was like, okay. So after I had realized that my main goal, my big goal, like I wanted to be a dental hygienist, I wanted to be a seminary teacher, I wanted to be a children's novelist, I want this podcast to be awesome and like succeed and things like that, all these things I wanted to do, I, d- when, I fi- when I refocused and remi- reminded myself that I want to be a mom, all of those things didn't seem overwhelming anymore. It was like, oh, okay, this is why this is happening in my life, and this is why this is not happening in my life. And, oh, I should push pause on this. Oh, I should push play on this. And after I realized what my real desire was, the desire that was pushing me forward every day, I was able to refocus and remember why I was doing everything I was doing.
1: I love that so much. And when we were talking about this, I was like, oh, my goodness. It just, like, it all fits into place, and it's so cool. I love your desire to be a mom and how powerful and an influential thing that is and what an amazing desire it is in such, like, a world when so many people are not just self-focused but just focused on building their own careers and building their own ladders that that the whole look at motherhood sometimes is looked down on and i love how it's truly the most influential position we can ever have and the most beautiful desire to bring children into the world and also to be teaching them and influencing them i love what annette said about how like motherhood allows you to be closest to the savior in your role on this earth like it's the closest role to him and in our experience here on earth as we sacrifice our life and just as he did for us and how we teach them and and I totally agree as I'm experiencing motherhood right now I'm like amen to the desire for motherhood (laughs) and like I hope that this podcast, if you're a mother listening or wanting to be a mother, either way, you you can feel that desire and drive to help you through the hard things you face, either coming towards being a mom or maybe it's just the times as a mother, whether it's dealing with the throw up and the nausea as you're trying to even bring a child into the world and the entire process like how much love and time it takes just to bring that one infant at a time into the world sometimes two at a time but usually just one and how amazing that is. Um, I wanted to share a quote from President Nelson about how to direct your own desires but before I share this quote I just thought it'd be cool to share a list that we kind of thought of together of ways to um, think of your desires out loud and the power of of how sharing your desires out loud, thinking out loud, how it strengthens your desires. So Annette, would you mind like <laughs> sharing us your thoughts about that? Yeah, of course. Um, so one of my friends always
0: said that the best thinking is done out loud. And it's true. Like why do we pray? Why do we do these things out loud? It's because it does something in our brain that makes things click and makes things become strengthened as we talk out loud, as we discover things out loud. Um, and so the list is um, to share with people. Share with people the desires you have. To pray out loud. Tell Heavenly Father what your desires are. Like, he already knows, but once t- you say it out loud, it becomes more real in your life. Um, to share your testimony out loud. the test Your testimony is something that's going to... is I feel like my testimony is the thing that points to my desires. (laughs) So, um, sharing that out loud helps with that. Um, and then something Shan added was he replaces what you love or desire with something better. And I love that. So if a desire doesn't work out, for instance, um, when I was little, like, this is like, you know, like, childhood dreams I was like I want to be a figure ice skater that's now looking back I'm like that is not something I could do and I was like I was making goals on like how I was going to do it I was like oh I can go to this college and this college because they have a program where they teach ice skating and blah 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 blah. and I had all these desires and I was like looking it up and then it just didn't fan out and it's not because the desire was bad for sure because like figure skating is beautiful but the desires I do have now are so much better than my five-year-old, I want to be a figure ice skater. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that so much. And I th- I think when we have those dreams, like sometimes we have the experience, like God gives us the opportunity to be like, I had this similar experience that gives me that like same fulfillment of having maybe had that experience. But this other experience added to, and it's even better. It's like peanut butter plus jelly. No, that's not that great. No, it's like <laughs> chocolate plus cookie dough or something. You know, it's like you have all the things... And I just love what you were saying about like how to really open up your heart with the Lord in prayer and how that can truly strengthen your desires and also shape your desires. Because he, being God and also our Father, is so loving and all-knowing towards us. And he wants the best. I feel this constantly when I'm like wanting to pray or feeling the need to pray about something. I feel like he is the one giving me that desire to be like, hey turn to me. I love you. I have a great idea about this or, but I can't just be like bugging you about it. I'm going to give you your own space, your own agency. So if you come to me, tell me all the things that you love and want. I already know them, but it's great to know that you're being open with me. You know, like great for you to know that you're being open with me about all the desires. Maybe it's the crazy ones. You didn't want anyone to know that you wanted to go to law school. And all of a sudden you're like, cats out of the bag I prayed about it you know what I mean (laughs) and though he hears all the prayers and he either is like yes I I see this is good and we're gonna shape this and make it part of your life or maybe he'll be like that's a cool dream let me put into your heart and mind this other idea this bigger desire something even more special maybe it's when you're a mom something that you'll experience that love for your child and maybe it's Whatever it is, he will give you such an, an implantation of peace that you'll be totally satisfied and beyond the happiness of what you would have experienced before. I love what President Nelson said in this quote. Um, it's about praying about, about the desires of your heart and how, it, how you can open your heart to God.
0: So he says, pray in the name of Jesus Christ about your concerns, your fears, your weaknesses. Yes, the very longing of your heart. And then listen, Write write the thoughts that come to your mind. Record your feelings and follow through with actions that you are prompted to take. As you repeat this process day after day, month after month, year after year, you will grow into the principle of revelation. Does God really want to speak to you? Yes, as well um, as well might man stretch forth his puny arm to stop the Missouri River in its degree course as to hinder the Almighty from pouring down knowledge from heaven upon the heads of the latter-day saints.
1: Thank you so much, Annette. I just that has been one of my powerhouse scriptures for the last like. Two years. <laughs> I was trying to think, when was this given? <laughs> April twenty eighteen. That's Russell M. Nelson. And I think it's cool to think about what how he's learned this. I mean, as a as a cardiac surgeon, performing the first open heart surgery and just especially becoming the prophet and receiving revelation for the church that prepared us for COVID nineteen, prepared the church to have programs that would have everyone be successful in their homes and families and prepare us for the second coming. I think uh, especially on a personal level, I love the sec like the desires and then writing it down and how powerful that's been to me as it's come from just like an idea or a thought to maybe even specific words, specific things. And they've very much been outside of me, inspiration, grateful for them and uh, definitely from my heavenly father and one of my favorite ones that came to mind was something motherhood related um I was thinking through COVID-19 and I was like this is getting crazy like this is getting real crazy we are needing some cool activities at home because I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old and they're getting restless like crazy and they're always wanting mommy to come up with something cool to do and I was like Time for them to have the cool ideas and me to just be like having some time just to be doing some of mommy's things too, like not just always playing. I love playing with the kids, but sometimes they need to play, mommy needs to play, just have her own things. So, and I was praying about this like, how can I have a balance between having my own successful time, them having time, and then also having us play time together? And how can I help them understand this? And the idea came like out of the blue to just do this, um, kids calendar, which has been a life-saving thing. If you ever want a picture of this calendar, I can send it to you. I'm not charging for it because again, it was inspiration. I'm not taking any credit for this, but it has been a life changing thing. And we just have little Velcro squares and a, a time chart that has a list, three columns, one that has a column of all the times of the day from a.m. to p.m. from all the waking hours and then a column where the kids put in a little picture that I've laminated onto a little square for what they want to do for each of those hours and I have like over a hundred little squares of things that they can choose from from playing outside specific activities bikes scooters swimming sprinklers all the things fun things sand whatever and inside play cars dress-ups all the things right so the kids can think through those things and one of them is chores If they want to do that. Anyway, for my side, I also created a list of fun hobbies and cool things I could put in there like write music here, write a book, record a podcast. (laughs) So all these fun things I put onto my little square Velcro places and then occasionally and I'm mean, not occasionally, quite often, that will also have a square that says, Mommy and Benson play together. Mommy and Abby, just Daddy and Mommy time. So, like, it helped the kids visually see, like, these are all the activities happening, and they get to choose what they do. Mommy chooses what she does. And Sometimes it's all the family together. Sometimes it's just some of us together. But that has been a life-changing calendar, and I'm grateful for the inspiration on that one. Um, so, as we go back to the drawing board as your desires shape your destiny um, you can you can be in charge of what is happening and what is controlling your future and um, so we thought of some steps to think about like be, in addition to praying about your desires maybe some steps to take as far as shaping your desires. So the step one would be being aware of what you think, like non-judgmentally observing your thoughts. I think sometimes it's easy to be like, oh, whoa, I think of this or I want that. And, and from last week's episode, we learned about like doing the whole desires download, like anything that you want to contribute or add that you feel desire to do, like write it down and be aware of that. So that's a huge and important step. And then the next step would also be being aware of what you think and what you feel so all of those things like just kind of have this like boom like I'm wanting this I'm thinking this I'm feeling this and some people are like when do you do that like do you have this time where you just like set a time when you're like I'm thinking about thinking about thinking and like honestly as a mom when do you ever have time for that or like as a college student and when you have like 20 credits right like time to just sit and think obviously sometimes you can it's like important to carve some pondering time in but a lot of the time it's like when you're cleaning or when you're just driving along or just in those moments of somewhat stillness that you are observing your thoughts and so that's the first step is just like notice what's in there notice what's going on and not being like oh I shouldn't feel this or I shouldn't think this or want this but just being like this is there and then the next step would be to then recognize That you can keep those things or not. Like, you don't have to keep your desires. You can be like, I don't want that anymore. (laughs) Like, whatever is influencing your desires, maybe, too. Like, recognize what is doing that. Maybe it's a lot of media time or who you are around, what you're reading, what you're learning in school, and your time with God, too, especially. Like, I think all of those things are creating how you think and how you feel and what you'd want. So I like to also, in your choosing to keep keep thoughts, a guideline from Aristotle is helpful as well as a guideline from Martin Seligman. He's a uh, positive psychologist who was the president of the American Psychological Association for a time. And he's written several books about positive psychology, which isn't just the science of Thinking positive. Actually, it's the science of like knowing when to think positive, and when to think negative. I love his rule. What he said, like sometimes you want to think negative, for example, or not negative, but maybe just serious. And he said when you're in a in a scholastic situation, or when you're studying for the the GRE or some bigger exam, or trying to be very productive, running your budget, and you want it to be like. Exact, to the dollar, whatever it is. Sit in a hardback chair in a, in a more serious setting. Rooms maybe with blank walls, maybe a quiet place, quiet space. And have your thoughts be serious and solemn. Maybe, it, maybe you want to have that experience when you're dealing with some sorrowful emotions and how, how healthy it is to go through that and allow yourself to have those darker emotions because they're important and they actually create more success in certain settings. Maybe even in a competitive setting, you want to be thinking a little more like vicious or, <laughs> you know, like up front to someone. And in, on the opposite side of the spectrum, Martin Sligman was saying in his book, Authentic Happiness, he was saying on the bright side, if you're wanting to be creative and creating content or building social relationships and having like, uh, like building a business if you're wanting to create new ideas problem solving you want to have an open mind and be in a place maybe like happy music playing and and brightly colored walls or maybe brightly co- brightly lit room maybe you're even outside and having that experience uh, stimulating those positive emotions will help you be more successful in that approach isn't that crazy That's
0: cool I'm like do you have any thoughts I just think that's cool, like, there's a time and a place for every emotion, and it, it reminds me of um, something that I always, I, for some reason, throughout my childhood, I'd always get, And that you're always happy, and it kind of put a lot of pressure on me, like, I was always like, I have to always, and so it was like, people said thought, I was always happy, so then I felt like I always had to be happy, so every negative emotion ever is bad, that's, like, as a child, that's what I thought, and... As I have become an adult, I realized that's so not true. And one of the things that clicked in my head was I was studying Jesus Christ suffering in the Garden of Gethsemane. And it talks about everything that he felt, everything that, all of the crazy, like he felt all of the pain, all of the sorrow. And then some, a thought came into my head and it was like, if he felt all of this, if he felt all of the pain, all of this sadness, all of this sorrow, all of, all of this negative emotion, and he was perfect does that mean that negative emotion is wrong and it made me think no it's not if jesus christ is perfect and i think that jesus christ is a perfect human being and Godlike, then having a negative emotion isn't bad there's a time and a place for every <laughs> for every emotion and so that was something that i seriously i implemented in my life that it's okay to feel sad sometimes and it's okay to feel frustrated at sometimes sometimes it's okay to feel angry. Sometimes it's okay, but it's the time and setting and being healthy about how long you need to be those feelings and emotions.
1: I love that so much. It's like so true. So good. And um, to kind of close this up, we wanted to also share three questions you might ask yourself to know if you want to keep a desire, a thought, or an emotion, so kind of in your personal evaluation, you could be like: Is this helpful? Is this true? And is it motivated by love? And um, Aristotle somewhat is the author of those. So <laughs> don't don't make Chantel Pierce or <laughs> Annette Pierce the the <laughs> creditors for that. But but um, I also wanted to share one last thought on. On desires, when you are wanting to get rid of something, maybe you've found like, especially for huge, big changes, whether it's religion or family, maybe it's divorce, maybe it's like there are some big desires out there that might make a complete life change, especially if you're like recognizing this desire within you. And when you're evaluating, especially if you're going to be giving something up in order to receive that other desire, we would ask you to also consider, is there something that this will be replacing that's better than what I already have, that is worth it? And and we wanted to think about that as far as like eternal... Eternal choices go, especially. And I just love that, how much sometimes we have to make a sacrifice of one desire to choose the better desire, whether it's like you want to choose a healthy heart so you're going to not have chocolate every day, and that's hard. But you love it, right? Because you love a healthy heart, and you want to live a healthy, long life. But maybe it's something else like it's it takes a lot of effort to get to know God and to study the scriptures and to really build a deep relationship with him and to know him and to be like, I talk with him and I'm not just like this faithful, floofy believer. I'm like, I hear him and I cannot deny what I've seen and heard and know. And to get to that point is not just like this magical flip of a light switch. It's like, Recipe ingredients and working for a lifetime. It really takes a long time of dedication. And I want to say that nothing is worth replacing that relationship and the eternal, beautiful family blessings that come from that too. So anything else that you wanted to share, Annette?
0: No. I would just say
1: exclamation point, like, to that.
0: (laughs) Because I definitely... um, I definitely agree that it's, a lot of it is how we're supposed to, like, the desires that we have, there's sometimes, we do need to replace it with better things, um, (laughs) something that, um, I, um, something that I find that helps me when deciding if, if it's, if, like if it's something I should work for, I guess is something that we started we talked about at the very beginning was um no um so one of the things that was it was like everything that you've desired up to this point has made you the person you are now and so I'm like, okay, so who do I want to be five years from now ten years from now and it's super hard because especially like in the middle of all the crazy life, we all have crazy life, we all have crazy life it doesn't matter what point in your life you are it is. It is crazy. And so it's sometimes like, okay, you talk about like praying and all this stuff, but if my child is screaming outside my door while I'm trying to pray or read my scriptures or all this stuff, or I'm trying to be a good mom, or I'm try- I have to get out of class early to do blah, 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 blah. I don't even have time to study my scriptures that day. How am I supposed to like know that this desire is for like for me and God wants it? And um, I, I just want to emphasize that you are capable Of knowing who you are, God knows who you are, and so as you get to know Him, you get to know yourself, and so it doesn't—you don't have to like stress about, oh, who am I? What am I wanting? Blah blah blah. Get to know Him, and you'll get to know who you are.
1: I love that so much, Annette, and I feel like the more we get to know Him, the more confident we also get in ourselves, and also realize that He's like, He's like, some of those desires that you've got, like, just go for it, and He wants us to be like as confident confident in him and confident in us and how those good desires are good and just be like okay I can make this This okay these are awesome I'm like wow I'm gonna go for it okay whatever it is um I wanted to also say like change in thoughts and desires and emotions is slow like if you're like I'm feeling extremely depressed and almost don't even want to exist and then you want to feel like every day is a happy, jolly walk in the park. Like that's, that's a long way to go, but not every day is ever going to feel like a walk in the, like every, you know, I mean like in general life has ebb and flows 50, 50 emotions. And that's part of it. Like that's opposition. That's normal. But in the process of changing, like it's totally possible I've done it and it's worth it. Like <laughs> completely worth the effort to be like, these are my thoughts. These are my desires. This is the change I'm going to choose to make about that one. I'm not going to think that about myself anymore. I'm actually going to think I'm amazing. And any thought that doesn't go along with that and how purposeful I am, worthy, loved, enough, all the things, I'm just going to completely throw it away. And I'm just going to try that and see the amazing results. And if it's,
0: and if it's okay, and it's okay if it takes 10 times, 20, 50 million times for you to be like, oh, I have to throw that thought away. Oh, I have to, if it's the same thought that keeps coming to your head, it's okay to always be throwing that in the garbage because thoughts take a hard, like a long time to get rid of, but it's so worth it. Like, so very worth it. For instance, like, for when I was little, I always hated my red hair. I really did. Like, I really, really did. (laughs) Just because I felt, I just felt like a sore thumb. Like, I felt like I was different from everybody else, and everybody recognized it, and everyone would point out that I was, and you know, as a kid, you want to be accepted. And so, I hated my red hair. And then it got to a point in junior high that I was like, I need to start actually appreciating that I have red hair. And so, like, this is such a stupid example, but it was like, every time I had a thought of, oh, I hate my hair, I would be like, no, I love my hair. And it was like, and, and... (laughs) As I was talking with people, like, I was talking with people and stuff, they were saying, like, it's okay that you have to keep throwing it away. Like it is totally like you are fine throwing a thought away a hundred times, but if you throw it away, that's fine. And it may be in that moment. I realized that a lot of the tools that people were trying to give me to help me become a better person, I wasn't using them. I saw them, they were on the table, but I just didn't pick it up. For instance, I was thinking negatively about myself and then I realized, oh, I'm supposed to throw that thought away. I forgot that I was supposed to throw that (laughs) thought away. I know I'm supposed to. After I think it, usually then I throw it away. But I should throw it away before I, like, and so it was, like, this, like, oh, pick up the tool and
1: use it, Annette. <laughs> I love that so much. And I some people think of it as, like, which wolf do you feed, you know, or, like, which grains of sand coming into and out of a water bottle, like, if you pricked a little pin dot hole and you're, like half of all the sand in the bottle was black and someone's like can you please change it to white sand please and you're like what through this little tiny hole and you're like yep take one sand out put one sand in one sand out one sand in and that's kind of how our thoughts are like one thought one neuron channel one little thought one neuron channel and it's like one little thing at a time but as as especially as we take care of our as we're intentional and just a little bit at a time and take care of our bodies as well like along the just kind of Feed your soul. Feed your whole body good things. You Put good in, good, the bad comes out. Put the good in, bad comes out. So anyway, that's kind of a thought. And we wanted to end with a, a quote from Dallinate Jokes, which says, Desires dictate our priorities. Priorities shape our choices. And choices determine our actions. the The desires we act on determine our changing, our achieving, and our becoming. So our are uh, extending outwards for this next week would then to be like do that you know the one thing if you want to do one thing for this whole podcast and you're like this sounds like a lot I just don't want to do this all and you're like ah this is one thing so don't don't overwhelm changing thoughts is just like a simple kind of flowy thing like water right so here's the one takeaway thing take your list of desires Desires from last week, from last week's episode, your thought download of all the things you want, all the things that you ever dreamed of, from crazy big to crazy small, crazy awesome, to whatever all the areas of your life, physical, emotional, spiritual, and social. Um, We kind of based this next action off of that. So if you haven't done that, you can just write down all your dreams and fun things, right? Now, the next step is to this week, just write down or even just think about or audio record whatever works best for you or share with a friend what the why is behind your top 10 desires or dreams. Maybe all of the desires and dreams if you want to get ambitious about it, but maybe just choose your like main ones and just do that. So thanks so much for joining us today (laughs) yeah thank you (laughs) i'm super excited (laughs) all right see you next time bye thank you for joining us on the blonde and the redhead we hope you have a wonderful day and ultimately a wonderful life Keep the faith and remember Christ has got your back. If you loved this podcast as much as we loved recording it, please find us on social media or on our websites, inspirehigherlifecoaching.com and annettpierce5.wixsite.com slash called for a lifetime. We love to hear from our viewers. Have a marvelous day.